Good evening. This is Jeff Brown with the Heartland Bujinkan Society, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. And tonight we have the extreme pleasure and honor to have Prashan Love with us. And uh, we're just going to get the party started. And, uh, sir, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and just uh, jump right in. Let's tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, okay. we'll just go uh, dive right in. Okay. Well, my name is Prashan Love. Uh, most people just call me Sean. That's cool. Uh, let's see. I live in Chicago, Illinois. I've been practicing uh, Budo Tai Jitsu for almost about 16, 17 years. Um, let's see. I first started back in, like, 1997. Uh, it was almost a birthday gift to myself. Uh, a friend of mine actually called me, and he was trying to persuade me to take a keto, and I was apprehensive, but I said okay. Uh, I called the school. No one answered. It was actually a school in a city called Beverly, uh, and the school was called Beverly Martial Arts. Okay. And I called a couple of times and left voicemails. Nobody called. And I think maybe the third time I called, I finally got to the end of the voicemail, and they said ninjutsu. And I I paused for a second, and I just said, forget it. I just I knew I wanted to take ninjutsu. I had been wanting to take it since I was a kid, since, like, the 80s ninja boom. So I said, well, you know, I talked to my buddy. I said, you guys can take a keto. I'll take ninjutsu. And I think everybody just dropped a keto at that point. No flies on the keto. But I think everybody was like, well, that's something that no one really, uh, no one's really been authentic with. To hear that there was a ninjutsu class, there was a lot of stuff going on with that. But you know, I had several friends who took a keto, but they were, they kind of even said the same thing. Man, we'll teach you a keto. Just see what that ninjutsu is about. So yeah. I went on ahead, and I I jumped in with both feet. And ever since then, it's been like one crazy roller coaster ride. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So have you, um, have you been at the same school since you started? Yes and no. Uh, the school was called Beverly Martial Arts. It was open prior to me getting there. And it had moved, it had closed in the ninjutsu portion. That teacher, who was my original teacher, his name is uh, Eric Strong, he uh, moved to another location. And with him, uh, my instructors at that point, I had quite a few that was actually a staff staff. You know, I had uh, Eric Strong, Nino Hicks, Michael Jones, uh, Sean Jennings, and Tim Miller. They all, we all just kind of went to that one place that Eric had went to. And uh, we went forward from there. And this school, his school still exists due to me changing jobs. Uh, I do, I do a, a mass transit. I work at Chicago Transit Authority. So oh, wow. with, my schedule, yeah, with my schedule changing, uh, I had to find an instructor who was actually having classes on the weekend or would be convenient for me. I had trained with uh, Shihan, uh, James Morganelli, he had some real good classes, but even his classes, they were too far. I lived on one half of the city. He lived in another city two, three hours away, which was not a problem. But uh, when you have one car and you're married with kids, that <laughs> those things kind of take precedence. So I ended Absolutely. up working out, and, and I, I ended up finding that one of my old instructors at the time, uh, Michael Jones, he was having Saturday classes and Sunday, Sundays. So I just I started training and working out with him, and the classes would last uh, on Sundays, basically from 11 to about five. So if you know, I would it was really like an intensive uh, saturation of ninjutsu and budo taijutsu yeah. training and weaponry. Yeah. Yeah, it's like six hour class. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. I, 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 you know, I realized. And it's, I guess everybody could probably identify if it's something you really want and it's something that you develop a fire and a passion for. You, you do want to develop uh, a crazy amounts of money, time, uh, just to pursue it, you know. Uh, I, went, I went as far as, I was, you know, when there was no class, I went ahead and at the instruction of my instructor at that time, he was like, you might want to look at Richard Vardog video series. And I said, okay. Yeah. I, I went ahead and I, I saw it, and um, I bought it. I bought one tape, and then I turned around from one tape, which was the ninth cue. I just bought them all, you know, which right. actually helped 
train actually helped the training even more, furthered my training. Uh, as I mean, sometimes you think in the class, you know, you, you, when you first start, I'm horrible, I stink, I suck. And, you know, my issue at that point was trying to, I guess that class particularly was Ubinagashi, you know, the, the counter-strike to a, in, to a punch. And I couldn't get it. The wrist would bend, and he kept saying, keep the wrist straight and align it with, like, the knee. I couldn't get it. It was beating myself up on the way home, and I get home as a box. American Bujikan Dojo, I just, I, I, I was on 10. I was super excited. I opened it up, saw the book, saw all the tapes, all the certificates. I was like, yes, this is it. And from then forward, it has just been, that was like, if, uh, it, was, it was like creatine or steroids. It just, boom, it put everything I needed to see in perspective. And I, I, right. I just blossomed from there. Yes, that's that's amazing to hear that. Um, basically, what you did, you combined classroom training with uh, distance learning training, and um, and you won. <laughs> it, it worked out for you, which is which sure. is great. Uh, you know, I really really enjoy uh, Shihan Van Dog's program, and uh, I'm a, I'm definitely a student, and we use that at my dojo here in Kansas uh, for okay. our. Um, you know, a very strong influence for our program, and uh, you know, someday I will test and uh, and eventually be able to uh, open up a Bujinkan dojo here. Uh, right now, we're more Aiki, Hapkido, Jiu-Jitsu stuff. Okay. But okay. yeah, so it's really for us as well. Um, it'd be nice to have a teacher here uh, in person, but unfortunately, we don't. But uh, so um, yeah, go ahead. Well, you, you know, the one thing about having a teacher is, you know, it's, it is hard. You know, I, I would go to, they would, well, let's see, back in, this is probably 2002, the Grandmaster would come from Japan, and, and we would hold what we called, was in Japan, a daikomio side. Here they were called taikai. And you would mm-hmm. see guys, and these guys were, they were fantastic, but they didn't have a teacher. There was nobody in Mississippi or there would be nobody in Idaho or whatever. And and then they they would make the pilgrimage to wherever the grandmaster was to test, you know, and if you ever need to find someone, you just access, I I, I, I I mean, it's not like an infomercial for Richard Von Donk's, the American Bujinkan Dojo's site, but I mean, it is, it is conclusive. It's got a lot of information of how to find a teacher, where to find one closest to you. uh, Yeah. You know, or like we're doing now, just talk to more instructors. This thing that this the podcast that you're doing now that is by far that's one of the that's a step in the right direction, a positive direction. I listen to all of them because there's something that everybody has, and I've just I've been impressed with them. Uh, some of the guys I want to look forward to, if I could, I'll make a trip to try to find them and train with them. You know, if you know of a seminar coming on, you're in Kansas, you know, mm-hmm. so you go you search them out. Yeah, Texas has a ton of guys. I know that for a fact. California oh, yeah. Yeah. has a lot of guys. So, you know. It's, it's you know, it's, it's, my journey so far has been amazing because I've actually had um, some great Bujinkan teachers uh, contact me and volunteer to come and meet with me um, during oh, their yeah. travels. You know, and not even okay. not even ask for money. <laughs> So yeah. I mean, but, who who's ever heard of that? That's here. That's man. That's this is this is family. It, it, it really is family. When you go to any seminar, any seminar, every seminar that I've been to has always been a family feel. I've always, I was apprehensive and I would be nervous, and they pretty much said, "Hey, man, what's what's going on? Let's play. Let's let's work these techniques. Let's do this. Let's do that." You know, and it was ne- I never once really felt slighted by anybody. It was always a welcoming feeling, you know, uh, trade of notes. You know, I'm a big proponent of, note, look, you got some notes, I got some notes. Let's, what do you have that I don't have? You know, and that's the same right. thing with, as, you, as you progress and you run into more people. And, and I know that the higher-up guys do it, the Shihans and the Dai Shihans. I know they all do it, you know. Uh, and I don't see why you wouldn't. You know, the grandmaster, like he says himself, he's still learning. He still has notes. He reads his teacher's notes, and I'm sure he's taking them. So, oh, yeah. 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 You know, and I think, you know, when I, my first exposure getting involved into the Bujikan, unfortunately, I, I kind of 
met a little bit of a roadblock with some, you know, smaller uh, group of influential or what they think to be influential people within the Bujan Khan who are more concerned about fraud busting and, you know, about attacking other people. And so I kind of got a little bit of a warped opinion about the Bujan Khan at first. Uh, however, mm-hmm. after starting the, the Heartland Bujinkan Society and doing these podcasts, um, I would say that they're, they're much smaller and much more insignificant than, than I realized because the vast majority of the Bujinkan is a family. Uh, we do uh, care about each other, want to help each other out, want to network, want to train. And the mm-hmm. vast, vast, vast majority of the Bujinkan is not concerned about what the Kogaru people are doing and, and all that silliness. So, I mean, I don't want to get off onto that, but, you know, I'm impressed. I'm very, very impressed with the family atmosphere uh, and the, the warm welcome uh, that the uh, people have, that have participated in this podcast. So, hey, I just got to say thank you to yourself as well as everybody else that's listening to this because without that, we're just kind of spinning our wheels and wasting our time. Yeah, that's that is true. It's you know I I, I do see it. I do see it on uh, on the internet, on social media. It is a waste of time, to be honest with you. Um, it, it's out there. Fake fake uh, teachers are out there, but I think we probably come from a different cut of cloth. Whereas our instructors were the type to say, "Look, let your work ethic show who you are," and, and when they ask. They'll ask when they see authentic things happen. If, how did you do that? Where did you do that? Where did you learn that? And this information right. it, it is pretty much just out there. Just be free with the information. Yeah, I study Udo Tajitsu under Masaki Atsumi out of Noda City, Japan. I study the Bujinkan. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's my number. Call me. I have no problem in telling you what you need to know and could probably help you find a teacher. Or if you're near me, we can work out. Or I can come pick you up, whatever. But the fraud yeah. busting. That has been around for obviously Jeff for a long time. It's just now it's it's taken it's uh it's taken not I won't say a turn for the worse, but it's just it, it amplifies itself sometimes. You know, yeah, at one point it was these, this guy, huh? Especially sorry, through social through social media. Yeah, yeah. Hello? That's that's really amplified it I think more than what it really is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I like the saying that Soke says, which is just shut up and train, because nobody has all nobody has all the answers. That's very true. So, tell us a little bit about the school that you're you're in now, and what what is your, uh, um, and, you know, and I understand rank is not extremely important or anything like that, but uh, I understand that you have taken the Godon test, correct? Yes. Yeah, I, okay. I took the Godon test. And I took it, actually, I took it last year at uh, a Midwest seminar, actually in Springfield, called Bufest. Uh, I wasn't able. They usually try to like to have you go to Japan, but under certain circumstances, you can take the test outside of Japan. Uh, my, search, my situation was that my wife and I, we had just had a baby. Money that would have went and sent me to Japan actually sent me to buy Pampers, <laughs> pay medical bills and formula. Uh, I had to explain that and prove that, you know, I was legitimately honest and I wanted to take the test. Uh, Shihan Ed Martin, who I had, who actually saw me the first time I went to any seminar, see, in seminars in Chicago and in Bluefest, he said, I had no problem giving you the test. And I took the test and I passed. It's, I was awesome. mad excited. But, yes, I passed. Uh, Good deal. Do yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a weird feeling to take the test because it's nothing like you would have ever expected. Expected for me, this is really my only martial art I've ever taken. I mean, I had friends that took kung fu and then they would put me to the side and they knew I was interested in it and they would try to show me things. And I have a couple of friends who took aikido. I got like crazy books that would talk about it in theory and in practice. We learned one thing, but uh, with Dimpo, this was something I just decided I just want to do. And I said, okay, I don't want to – I didn't want to just read the books or watch the tape. I wanted to dedicate that energy that I had to doing it all, you know. So yeah. uh, this was my first 
this was the first martial art that I had ever studied officially. Uh, but like I said, I started at a school called Beverly Martial Arts, uh, which moved it moved around a couple of times. And the instructor then was Eric Strong. Now I study with Michael Jones out of uh, Bujinkan South Dojo. Uh, he teaches a unique look at the Buddhist, at the Bujinkan. He basically does it from a Shinkangado or a live combative aspect. Uh, we do okay. kata, we do the waza, but then it's okay. How does this relate to you going home? How does this? How do you correlate? Okay, you're in class for six hours or three hours or two hours. How can you do this outside with a guy attacking you? Uh, and that's kind of the way we we run the things, you know. And it, it is effective <clears throat> because I get to see it. You see things in a different light, in a different standpoint with different body sizes, body shapes, types, uh, people who are fragile, people who are strong, people who are not as strong but smooth, you, I mean, you get to see it in a different light. Uh, usually it's something yeah. that you can, when you're done with the class, you can do it outside of class to some degree to defend yourself. Right, right. That's that's amazing, you know, because I, as you know, we've, we've had several podcasts, we've talked – to a lot of different people with a lot of different points of view, but let's talk about the city that you live in. Uh, it's right. no secret that's that's a, those are some rough streets out there. I've been there. I've uh, worked some undercover work out there, and I can tell you, man, it's it is a rough, rough place uh, in yeah. your neck of the woods. Um, you know, it's no joke. So I can I can totally understand that you've got to make this applicable for everyday life for you. Now, some people focus on more traditional aspects, and, and they may even, you know, believe that that's sufficient for street fighting, um, you know, and, and I'm not going to get into that. But, you know, I, I think that uh, what you're doing is, is, is exactly what's important and what's needed for you at your school and, um, you know, so can you tell us a little bit about uh, what, what applic you know, what things are you guys doing at your classes that make it a little bit more street-worthy? I hate to say that because I'm going to offend somebody uh, because they're going to believe, you know, they believe that Bujinkan straight from the scrolls is street-worthy. Uh, but people fight a lot differently today. Uh, than they did, did hundreds and thousands of years ago. We don't wear armor, um, right. you know. We don't carry swords, and and you, most of the weapons that we're training in in the Bujinkan, we can't really legally just carry around. So, how are you guys making this work for you? Um, we're basically just we we take from the scrolls. You learn from the the the, cut, the scrolls that are written down, the katas and the wazas. You learn from them. You, those are like your building blocks, and from there, we try to see where we can we can do what is needed to be done. Bujin uh, Khan is the, with weaponry. You no, know, you can't you can't walk around with a sword, but you know you educate yourself. What could you carry on the street? What could you honestly use on the street? You could when you start looking at the weaponry, you couldn't no, you couldn't carry a sword. You couldn't carry a machete because they're quite long and they're quite big, and people will see them. But things like the right. staff, it's all about perception. You know, the people perceive this long four-foot stick as something for you to walk with. Uh, they're not going to look the second time, oh, he needs a cane, or it's a walking stick, or a hombo could be a walking stick. Uh, you can use it for a sorry, fundo. You could use a dog chain uh, oh, yeah. for something for mm -hmm. shurikens, change in your pocket. Uh, it's all about – I want to, I don't want to say it's ninjutsu personified. I don't want to say that, but I will say that it uses that um, it uses more of the aspects of deception and the 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 hiding of the thing of ninjutsu of the martial art that we study. You know, Soke says in the uh ninja submission book, ninjutsu is more of a sensation, it's a feeling that you have. Uh and we pretty much work, we work technique, but we work the feel. How does it feel to you? Does this, it's never going to be pretty when it happens on the street. Let's just understand that. When you're attacked and you got a guy running at you or he's chopping you off and he's yapping at you and he's whatever he's saying to you, or you, 
attempts to grab you, well, nobody's going to look to say, okay, am I exactly 45? Is this Omote going to be like this? No. They're going to do what the, the fight or flight response kicks in. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's how we work things. We work things with serious intent because you're right. Chicago is, is very tense. It's a, it's a tight city. It's a lot of tension, a lot of anger, a lot of pain. Uh, and it's a lot of people that want what you have or they think you have. You know, sometimes life has little or no meaning to some people. And right. they prove it by what you hear on the news and how you hear how they they target people, you know, and it's 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 scary here. Uh, sometimes I'm not I'm a I'm 44 years old. I'm a, not a fearful man, but I do I have concern. You know, I fear for my family. I fear for my wife and my three daughters. I have those concerns. And uh, you know that as if you've been here, you know and you've read the news as everyone else has, people don't care anymore. They're mm-hmm. willing to do whatever it takes to take what anyone has to make it theirs. Yeah. You know, so it's, yeah. You know, you're talking about the fear. You know, and that's I've always learned that that is a survival mechanism. If we weren't afraid or did not have any type of fear, we would kind of just rush headlong into bad situations. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we can use it to our advantage, uh, as opposed to just um, you know letting our ego take over and get us killed. That's true. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. You know, I always, I try to, you know, like in classes that I, that I do, when I go to class and we're working techniques, I see where people kind of, they kind of lax and they'll get, they'll let this float this, float that. The best perspective, I guess, and I think one day I thought about it with one particular student because he, he had the technique, he had the principle of the idea of the technique, but he just wasn't getting it until I said, put it this way. The main objective is to get home so that your family can see you. Everybody wants to go home. No one really wants to have to do this. To do this on the street is one thing in your mind, but to actually apply these techniques to someone is a total different understanding. And right. the thing is, is you, that's why I guess Rosoki gets the good heart. You want to have a good heart because you honestly, I honestly do not want to do it. I want to learn it. I want to study it because I've always been interested in it. But I don't, if I have to, I will. But that's just not, I'm not going to, that's not going to be my first response. That's my last resort, you know, because uh, Soke does promote it. Look, learn about the gun. Learn about those things that are modern as well because it would be foolish to think that we don't do gun disarms. They do gun disarms. There are books that he's put out, pistol and knife fighting, pistol and gun fighting. And those yeah. books, they're in Japanese, but, you know, from there you've got, like, you've got countless people you can always talk to. And I, one thing I've ran across in Bujinkan is it's a lot of law enforcement. So the, yeah. the law of the Brotherhood of Police have really given me education as far as, okay, how do I do what we do and can walk away? And, and they've educated me. They've been more willing and forthcoming with the information as to what to do, you know. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's a beautiful art, but it's, I, I'm learning as I've traveled this path. This is a, it can be lonely because the things that you learn, how can you exp- honestly explain these things? You can explain them, and you can practice them, and you can work them, but it's it's the it's looking at what you're doing, you know, it's the skill yeah. set that you're learning. I, I mean, Ed, referring back to what Ed said, these things are now. These things are needed. These things are necessary. They not only perfect us as people in our spirit, but in the in the meantime, it also destroys ego if it's done right. Therefore, then you would eradicate uh, fraud busting because who would even care? I don't care if he's over here saying he's this, that, or the third. I'm in my books. I'm in the notes. I'm talking to people who are like me. You know, uh, yeah. I don't have to get religious. You know, in the Bible it says, uh, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. That's what yeah. that's what these podcasts do. 
That's what the uh, Heartland Bujinkan Alliance, that's what that society, that's what that does. You know? Yeah. Um, just, yeah, just deep study. And and stay to your stay, stay to yourself to be and be wise. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said I'm sorry. I'm a little. I was. I'm a little long and talker sometimes. No, no. That's that's exactly what we want to hear. Um, I think people want to hear the guest probably more than they want to hear my rhetoric. But uh, you know, I think uh, you're right. I started my journey in law enforcement in 2001. I just retired. Um, just the end of last year in December, and you know, I I'm older. I'm going to be 47. Uh, obviously, that's not old, but <laughs> I feel that way sometimes. But you know, I think really the thing that I've seen and, and learned is that um, what we're doing is very rich, and and there's so much depth to it. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you're right. It can be a lonely road because. That we're we're probably never going to have the the kind of numbers in our schools like Taekwondo schools do, and and that's unfortunate because I feel like we have so much more to offer. I'm not knocking them at all, but I just my opinion is we have eons more to offer than than some of these other styles. Um, but I think that may be one of the reasons why you know it takes a special type of person to to do the Bujinkan. Um, studies and training and the lifestyle um, because it's just a whole lot more than punching and kicking. True. Very true. Yeah, it, it's, it, I always, I like looking at uh, old articles that uh, when, when I guess maybe when the ninja craze in America was big, uh, if you look and you can find old articles of when there was the "Quote unquote," the ninja wars and who was what, and then when Masaki Asumi actually came out and said, "Boom, this is what I am. This is who I am. If you don't like it, you don't have to like it. I really don't care. I'm authentic. These are my scrolls. He showed the scrolls, and everyone. It was. It was not. It was not something someone can repudiate. You know. Then you had your. Then you had your. I guess the plans. These things, Jeff. They always repeat themselves, and that's what you honestly are seeing now a lot of repetition as in time. You know, in the 80s it was that way, and uh, in the 90s it was that way, um, and now it's the same thing. It happens, it flares up, and then it, it kind of dies itself out. Usually the people who do it, the most, usually after a while of doing it, they, they stop. They just stop because the thing is that people don't care. You know, I'd rather sit up, I mean, I'll, I'll talk to a person, I'll talk to them. But when it gets to that, I'm like, you know what, dude? That's not what I want to be on. You know, uh, there are articles in which there were ninja summits in which uh, the grandmaster actually came and was, and he asked for those for the specific people that are that were quote unquote not real. He wanted to honestly talk to him. You know, but mm-hmm. I've I've not said anything because I, the way my instructor taught me was look, like I said, let your work ethic show who and what you are. If a person wants to ask you those questions. Fine, ask, answer them. There's no problem in answering them. And don't be afraid to say you don't know. Um, right. But in all honesty, just don't involve yourself in it because what ends up happening is you get yourself in trouble into things that you sometimes can't get yourself out of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. You know, the it's the heart, the attitude that um, that is what defines a person. You know your skill can be great, and uh, but if your if your heart and your attitude are wrong, then I, th- I, r- I truly believe that you really haven't learned what you should have learned. You know, and what we do. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You see it. You know where you'll see that, Jeff. You'll see that in how people get. You know, rank is not a big deal. You're right, but it's 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 something. Because you see that in how people get ranked and how Soke ranks people. He'll give a person ridiculous, crazy amount of rank, and they'll take it, they'll accept it, but he's watching them to see, okay, do you, did you earn that rank? Good. If you earn that rank, let me see you, let me see you grow into it. 
You know, sometimes you need bigger clothes just to, because you're going to grow into it. You need to grow into it, you know, or it, it, was, it was never a mistake, but it was just to see that, okay, to put you on front street to see what your real intention is, we'll give you this and see what you do with it. Now, either you're going to yeah. sink or you're going to swim. And, and you see that a yeah. lot. You know, it's it's, I, it's real funny that you bring that up because, you know, I think that's there's a lot of people that discuss that and, uh, you know, that's been on some people's minds. And, you know, of course, I've been curious about it. But, you know, you see, let's just use Shodan as kind of our baseline. Uh, you know, you look at one Shodan and how they move. Um, versus another showed on and how they move and what they know. And it, and it seems that there's a lot of difference uh, between those individuals, um, you know, and uh, and how maybe even how they obtain the rank as well. Uh, you know, there's, you know, I heard uh, um, somebody, one of the uh, 15th Don was telling me uh, a while back, he said, Jeff, he goes, earn your rank. <laughs> He said, there's some people that will run off to Japan and come back to Shodan. And he says, sometimes they they uh, are not welcomed uh, very warmly by their teacher uh, who they uh, they did not, you know, uh, get their blessing to do that. And he had described a situation where uh, a friend of his, you know, trained under another instructor, went to Japan, got promoted by Soke, came back and basically was kicked out of his school uh, by his teacher because he kind of circumvented his teacher to get that. And, uh, you know, and it was an interesting story, but it got me thinking about it and just about, you know, kind of, you know, being careful about what you accept, maybe even being careful about, you know, how you go about doing it. Uh, you know, there's a big argument about distance learning versus in-person learning and stuff like that. But I think, you know, going back to the, you know, Shihan Van Donk, uh, I think people totally misunderstand what's really happening with the IBDA is that, you know, we're not just watching videos and, and right. then, you know, doing nothing. We're, you know, just like going to a class, you are listening and seeing a teacher you know, demonstrate and explain a lesson. And so you, as a student, are, are processing that information in your mind. And then, you know, during the class, you find a partner and you practice those things. The instructor walks around and uh, helps correct your, your form and stuff like that. I mean, that's most of the That's what I do at my dojo. Uh, that's okay. generally what most schools do. So what I've seen is that when you're, you know, a distance learning student or it doesn't matter if you're, you know, you've got a school or you're supplementing your, your, your understanding, is it, you have to train with a person. And, and this is a very, very much a feeling art. You have to, you have to touch. Um, you, can, right. you can watch and you can train your mind, but if you don't touch, you know, that's where you're, you're going to fall and you're going to fail. Um, you know, and again, going back to what you said, um, you know, growing into those, you know, clothes, there are, you know, there are people like that um, that, you know, absolutely, you know, it's the right thing. And then I have also seen, I think there's some people that maybe not so much the right thing, but um, yeah. this is definitely not your mainline karate or, um, you know, even Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, where it takes you years and years and years to to get to your black belt, uh, this is completely different. So, what's your what's your take on all that? How would you compare this? Um, you know, this mindset that we have in the Bujinkan. Well, I, I do agree with uh, the person that told you earn your rank. Uh, it took me. I know guys that probably went that started after me. And they are already past me. Uh, it doesn't bother me right. that a lot of folks take their time, because sometimes certain things, some things take a little more time than others. You get guys that have it; they understand it; they can they can run with it. And that's great. Uh, fast learners, that's great. But I think 
the best feeling that I had. It, it took me 17, almost 17, 17 years to go to take the Godon test. And when, when I first started, I thought I was ready. I probably was ready, but I had an instructor. I call that old school. <laughs> I call that old school. You know, right. it took it. He said, you're not getting a black belt out of me for at least a minimum of four years because with what you're getting from him, what I was getting also from him was other kinds of training. There are other things. There's, there is, uh, okay, learning how to run a school, learning how to run a class, learning how to be an instructor, learning the, what it means to be a black belt, what it means to be a brown belt, what it means to be a first cue, a fifth cue. Those, those things take time, and, it, and it's something that you, you grow into. You know, it's, it's weird because it's like just when you get comfortable into the current rank, that's when they promote you because it's like, well, he's comfortable now. He, you, you, you know what you're supposed to know, and you know a little bit more. So now we'll promote him, and it's like, wow, now you promote me. But I appreciate it more that yeah. I, it took me a little bit longer. You know, I look at I look at the old guy, the older the older generation, and those guys didn't. They came. You know what they did? Some guys did. They ran there, got highly ranked, and you don't see them anymore. Uh, you get some guys that ran there, got ranked quickly, and they're still around. But the ones that were ranked pretty quick, they're still around for a reason, because there was you could tell a good person from a bad person just in their the way that they are, their ways and actions and. You know, they see that because the thing is that I'm not Japanese, so I'm not going to try and out-Japanese a Japanese person. The minute that you mm-hmm. try is the minute that they already see, well, he's not authentic and just himself. All right, we know what we have to do, we're dealing with now, and we keep that and keep going. Um, showdowns that move differently from each other, that's, that's almost the uh, – that's like uh, – I guess I hear they say the story, the Papa Sign story of the soup of the soup. Everybody, we all move the same generally. When you look at it, when you break everything down, we all kind of move the same. Some folks slide, some twist, some leap back, some quick Toby. But essentially we all move the same. It's just that that teacher exposed that student to their way and their understanding of learning. Soke doesn't say that it's uh, – it's not right or it's not wrong. You know, the thing is, is that it's the it's the I the principle of it. The spirit is the spirit right. there. Is the principle being fulfilled? You know, technique. The the waza the waza is one thing. The kata is another thing. You know, are you staying with what was broke down at first? You know, as a ninth cue, I'm not. I shouldn't. I was not trying to be. A fifth done. I wasn't trying to be that. I was just trying to basically understand what it meant when they said, "Do the do the Sancho no Kata, do the Kion Hapo, do these right. things," and that's enough. You know, uh, my instructor was like, "I want to see where you 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 know this, you know, and then at some point, then you're going to break it to make it do something different, and then make it your own." Right. You know, when you look at the the Shihan and the, the I'm sorry, the Dai Shihan in Japan, they make things they do it the way Soke asked them to do it. But then he also Soke also understands that they're not him. They're not him. So they don't move like him, they move similar to him. They're not carbon copies. They just they it's their their way that they see how he moves. Um, personally, I don't see anything wrong with it as long as, like I say, you satisfy the technique, you satisfy the principle and the idea that's being put before you. Wow, yeah. So in your school, do you guys have kind of a, your own set program or I hate to call it curriculum, but um, I've I've heard different, you know, versions of how this is presented and taught. Uh, uh, some schools you know, or pretty much following whatever, the, what I would call the trend of today from Soke, um, uh, you know, which could obviously be confusing for new students, but how do you guys approach that in your school? Well, um, every class is different. Uh, we do have a curriculum that we do follow. We, we follow the Tenchi Jin uh, a lot. 
we do a lot of uh, looking at the at the scrolls and seeing well, the scrolls that we have, and we see where we can quit, where to go from there. Um, some people tend to have their own their own version of of, their, of a curriculum, and you will find that a, a lot throughout all of the Bujin Khan. I mean, you you I think the Tenchi Jin is one of the things that's growing, you know, as far as instructors are starting to they go to it and they grasp it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have some schools that have a very loose curriculum. They'll do this, they'll do that, they'll do this, they'll do that. It's not to say that it's bad, you know. Uh, Soke's okay with it. I'm cool with it. You know, if he says rock it like that, then what, who are we to say it's wrong, right. you know. It's, until, it's the day that he says, okay, no, don't do any of that. This is the curriculum that I'm putting out. This is official. This is authentic, you know. The Tensi Jin was, is, and was that. But it's like, okay, you have all these other principles as well that you can play with. Do this and those, however you want to do it, and I'm fine, as long as it's not a disrespect to me or a disrespect to what we're, trying, what we're doing here, you know. And I've never seen anyone say, that, oh, this is all garbage. Oh, actually, I have heard people say this is all garbage. It doesn't work. It's this, it's that. And when they would ask me, why do I stay, and I tell them, I'm like, look, you say it's garbage because this is not a type of thing in which you can go into a ring. I mean, because that was, what was this, maybe two years ago, Jeff, that was the big thing. Does, does this work in MMA? And my answer then was, it can work if they let us do what we do. You let me do what I do, it probably would work, but then I wouldn't get paid. I'd be hit with millions of lawsuits. Uh, I probably would be banned. You probably would hurt someone. This yeah. is a this is a art. It's a surviving art. It's a as okay. Say, it's a living art. This art is alive. It, it's alive because everybody brings something to it, and it, it's it's and it's a living art. You know, this is uh can be confused with a lot of other different arts, but this is something totally different. You know, you can't eye gouge. We do eye gouge. That's how we apply Metsu Beach. You can't mm-hmm. do nerve attacks. Well, then there's koshijitsu. There's our, you know, our muscle tear. You can't tear the muscle. You can't rip the skin, but you can hit it. Okay, so we have kotoru, but you can't do certain things that we do in kotoru either. So it's really kind of it kind of handicaps things. So, well, yeah, yeah, because in the ring, that's a game. That's a sport. Right. And on the street, that's life or death, and. Um, I, I look at it as is you can learn a sport or you can learn the art of war, and mm. uh, you know, and that's really you know that war may be widespread or it may be small. Um, obviously, ninjutsu and you know and that kind of concept is not so much um, you know for militaries anymore or used in that in that way, but. On an individual basis, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to do whatever you got to do to survive. I mean, that's going back to you want to go home every day. That's what we always told each other, you know, in law enforcement is is no matter what happens, let's go home alive tonight and be with our families. That's it. And mass transit is the same thing. I open those bus doors. I don't know who is getting on my bus. I don't know what is going to happen. I have to... And, I mean, I've had situations on the bus, and I will not lie one bit. I have used, <laughs> I have used Bujin Khan tactics, and they, they never failed me. I've never, had to, I've never had to, you know, physically do something that I would be ashamed of. You know, people would be like, well, you do what you have to do. But when I've, had, when I've used the mental aspect of the, of the art, when I viewed the physical aspect of the art, it was, it was only to uh, preserve life, to, to accomplish one thing, and that is, look, you want to go home, and I want to go home. And everybody on this bus wants to get home. Have a seat. You know, and they look at me like, I'm expecting you to go to war with me over whatever this fare is. And I'm like, dude, this money is not even mine. I don't care. Yeah. Look, if you need some help, I got you. Have a seat. Relax and I'll take you where you have to go. And they don't, right. they're like, what just happened? You know, it's all about that attitude and that feeling. I, I, and I feel those people. 
I feel when they get on the bus. I feel when they're lost, that frustration and that, that anger and pain because some of my coworkers are not exactly the nicest people. <laughs> but no, but it's it's always it's always one bad apple in the bunch. And you know, when you work at a big company that does the same thing, you get a lot of them. It's in law enforcement. It's in almost in every job. You got bad apples. But then you get those people who are like, look, I understand. I got you. Don't worry about it. We're going to make sure you get home because guess what? I want to go home. Right. And, and everybody is a sigh of relief. Everybody sits, everybody's relaxed, and they do what is supposed to be done, and everybody goes home. Now, that doesn't say that you can't have, it's not going to be perfect every time because I do have those knuckleheads that want to, they just want to keep going. And I just, at that point, I turn it off. Whatever. Just don't touch me. And we carry on. Yep. Wow. So what's uh what are your goals and we're kinda we'll kinda wrap it up here, but uh tell us a little bit about what your goals are uh with the Bujincon and are you uh you looking to eventually start your own school or are you just gonna keep doing what you're doing? Well, eventually I, well, one of the goals is yes, I, I would like to start my own school. I I think that's uh, once I guess I guess I get a good grip as to Everything that that I'm, that we learn and and can disseminate it even better. Yeah, I would love to start my own school. Uh, my that's one of my goals. The other one would be to, uh, I mean, as far as of course, like everybody else, move up in the into the Bujinkai ranks, um, go to Japan. Um, those things would be what I would look forward to in the future. I that I work towards, and I think everybody else is working towards, uh, and. But more importantly, just to be a better person, just mm-hmm. to keep practicing this art, keep rolling, keep kicking and punching, keep getting thrown, keep keep working towards refining myself so that I can be a better person today than I was yesterday. Yeah, I think that might be more important to me than anything in rank because uh, I could never get ranked again. But that much alone to me means more than probably everything else. The personal betterment and spiritual refinement of myself. Yeah, yeah, that's that's profound. That's very profound, and I think many, many of us could learn from that. You know, just by really spending some time understanding the other benefits uh, that we can get out of you know learning this art, and uh, you know, and regardless of what religion a person is, you can take these principles and they really apply whether you're Buddhist, Christian, Muslim, it doesn't matter. You know, you can learn how to love other people and treat them right with dignity and honor. And just, you know, how you're describing, you know, your work environment, um, you know, you're taking a, a, a difficult situation with a, a difficult individual and you're treating them and with a, with a type of love, with a type of you're showing them some dignity, and that you care about them, uh, yes. And there's an ulterior motive to that, but at the end of the day, you know they they've been touched, you know their heart's been touched by somebody that they have no idea, oh you know what they just encountered, you know, and they may never realize that, but you do. You do because you're now enjoying time with your family and uh, you've accomplished the mission. Indeed. Indeed. I mean, you, you touched on it when you said that this art is encompassed. It doesn't matter. The, the, the messages in this art can transcend religion, race, creed, whatever. And, and it does because the thing is, is that just, just well, there's no more Taikai from Hatsumi Sensei. No, nothing. It's okay. But just going to a Taikai, IBDA, Taikai, Southwestern Taikai, uh, uh, what was it, Jack Hoban, he sometimes he has uh, his own situation, which is nice as well. It doesn't matter where you come from because the thing is, is that this is bigger than that. This is good people getting together to have a good time to learn something, to, to see each other. I actually, you know, boo fest is every September. You know, not plugging it. Uh, I don't make a penny out of it. I actually, I, I go and I'm spending money, you know, to go. I, but I look forward to going because the people that I meet there, I miss. You know, I miss those guys. I, I love the, the weekend 
you know, ninja games. Uh, when Glenn Morris was alive, we used to do the firewalk. That was something, you know. See how Dick Severance was alive. That was another thing. I mean, it, we always used to call him the tri- the three-headed monster. It was Dick Severance, Ed Martin, and uh, and Glenn Morris. Right. You know, it, it 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 was great. And every single one of them treated every all of us the same. There was no, oh, I'm not going to talk to him because he's this and because he looks like that. It was more about, hey, how you doing? You got the technique? Well, no, let me show you this, and she got that. I never once saw another person be slighted, and I never once have been slighted either. Right. And that's that's the way it should be. Yes. Well, sir, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, talk to me. I'd definitely like to get you on again very, very soon. And... um, Got a lot more we can talk about, you know. I, I really just kind of like the uh, the relaxed nature uh, that you have and your your attitude. It it's really stands out to me, and I'm sure it will to other people listening to this. But uh, is there anything else you'd like to, on, in parting words, uh, you'd like to throw out there to our podcast audience? Uh, yeah, keep training, keep going, don't stop. Um, if you if you if you are uh if you stuck somewhere don't feel don't be afraid to ask for help uh i want to say thank you to you jeff for even for doing this this is something i think a lot of people can benefit and they are benefiting from yeah um this is something in which this is like a this is a real good uh i don't want like a business card no it's not a business card this is a real good way to meet a lot of people and yeah. a lot of people that may see you at a seminar or may see you somewhere and be like, hey, oh, I know he, he's a good guy, you know, and can take a peek into what I, how I think about things. Because I know yeah. with the guys previous to me, I don't think I would have, I wouldn't have not have recognized them and then taken an interest into what they think things are. You know, some of those guys I want to sit up and talk to and I listen to your podcast because these things enlighten me. They're enlightening not just, the the ninth queue, they're enlightening some fifteenth don. They're enlightening these people, people out right. here. Uh, and believe me, people in Japan, if they're not hearing about it now, they will hear about it, and they'll be like, "That's good, that's a good thing." Yeah. Uh, but I, I like I say, thanks Jeff for having me on. I I, I probably talk too much. <laughs> I'm sorry for that. Oh, I probably. Uh, I, I get, huh? <laughs> no, it's okay. I get excited when it comes to stuff like this. This is. This is my passion, you know, and uh, I enjoy it. You know, when I got married, my, my wedding tux, was, it looked like a gi. So. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I, I do appreciate you having me on, man. And I, I would love to be back on it, you know. Yeah. Just let me know, and I won't hesitate. Yeah, absolutely. like to uh, definitely get as many people on. And, um, you know, so far we've had really a good run of this, and uh, – the Heartland Bujinkan Society has just grown far, far more than I ever anticipated. We're we're yeah. pushing close to 700 members now. We're getting real close. I think we're within 25, maybe. Uh, you know, we're daily we're growing. People are, are, you know, getting wind of this. And and this is not the Jeff Brown dog and pony show. Uh, this is this is something that you know I really. Uh, I have a passion for as well. Uh, you know, I've been involved in the martial arts for a long, long time. However, I'm still new, uh, you know, in the Bujinkan. Um, you know, I'm a long, long ways uh, from Godon. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but the thing is, is I'm enjoying this, and, and the people that are involved in this are, have been extremely great people. And, you know, I, I believed in what I... When I set out to do this, you know, we started out as a study group in the Kansas City area at Topeka. I remember it. Yeah, and you know, we just we it just evolved from there. You know, we were known as the Midwest Wujinkan Society. However, you know, after finding out that there was another group uh, that used the same name, actually another couple groups, I think that are kind of fighting over that name, but we decided to just call it the Heartland because we're right smack dab in the middle of the United States, but the heartland could be wherever you're at in any country because the heart 
the land where you're at, that's the true heartland. It doesn't matter if you're in Japan or India, um, you know, Europe, it doesn't matter that you are the heartland. And that's really what's important to me uh, with this organization, which is not even an organization. It's a group of friends. Uh, you know, I don't yeah. want to, you know, I'm not trying to make this into a governmental or some type of accrediting. Obviously, that's not the goal. This is really to build friends and network, uh, you know, share things with people and, and just be good examples of how to be good people and how to treat other people, you know, put the emphasis and the focus on the positive and not focus on the negative things that other people are doing outside of the Bujinkan or within the Bujinkan. True indeed. That's yeah. why the numbers of the group are growing as fast as they are. I, I remember when I first saw it and you, I think my, my daughter had played with my phone. You had announced a, uh, a seminar and my, my daughter had said that she, one, she played with my phone and said I was coming. And I'm like, how am I going to get there? I'm in Chicago. You sent me a note message. I sent you went back. We, it was a good understanding, and it was it was never a thing of which, oh wow, this guy is trying to be like he's trying to be a funny acting guy. It's, yeah. it's 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 the humility. It's humble. It's it's honest. And when people see that, when, like I said earlier, when people see authentic people, a respect is laid out, and then b people want to be around that. You know what this is is a thing of which we're we're making each other better. You know, and with each podcast and each time you bring another person in, that person's perspective uh, just adds on. And what you're getting is a unique flavor. And, it, and when you listen to it and you do this, you get a, a unique taste. And it's never a – it can be, but it usually never is a bad taste in no one's mouth. Right. You know, I enjoy this. I, I, this is probably one of the sites I check the most as, out of my Facebook. You know, most of them – I mean, in Bujin kind of groups all over the place. But mm -hmm. this is the one that I think I, I know I look forward to uh, the most. And you Just know the awesome thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I, I, oh, go ahead. You, go ahead. No, I was just saying the awesome thing is, is because we have great people that participate and, uh, you know, I've been, you've seen so many groups out there that, uh, you know, there's just always got to be those people that get on and they want, they have an agenda and they want to, you know, they want to post up negative things or things that, that are controversial. And fortunately, in this group, that has not been the case. Very rarely do I ever have to delete uh, a post or anything. And most of the time it's because people from outside of the Bujinkan make their way in and they want to, you know, kind of spam us and promote things, you know, that don't really have anything to do with what we're doing. But, you know, I've had very, 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 very little drama um, since, you know, the incarnation of this group on Facebook. So, you know, it is, it's because of the people. We have great people in this, uh, in this group, and uh, we're going to continue to grow. Uh, it's never going to stop, you know. Maybe someday I'll get... I'll pass the torch on to somebody else and uh, let them take over. The one thing that I, and I'll end with this, the one thing that I really, really look forward to is, you know, those get-togethers and trainings and taikais that we do here and uh, seminars and stuff. Because you're right, there are a lot of people that uh, have gotten to know me through this medium. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting people, training with them, um, you know, I can pretty much say that uh, just about any Taikai in the United States I could go to now, somebody there will probably have heard of me. <laughs> and I'm not yeah. trying to be famous. I'm not trying to be famous. But I tell you what, I am, I am looking forward to having a cup of coffee with friends afterwards and just laughing, having a good time, um, you know, as well as the training itself. But, you know, making those friends, that's really what's important to me. And uh, you know, just helping each other. Indeed, and 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 that's the that's a good way to carry it. That's a yeah. very good way to carry it. You know, and that's what uh, the social media is. Well, everybody, this is Jeff Brown. It looks like uh, Sean has uh, accidentally got disconnected um, from the podcast. But thank you for listening. Um, you know, we're, we're 
extremely fortunate and glad and honored for everybody that's in the group to be a part of this and to really just um, make this a great thing. So if you really, uh, if you're interested in being part of our podcast, I would encourage you to contact me, uh, PM me through Facebook Messenger or whatever. Let me know uh, if you're interested in being a part of our podcast series. We're going to keep doing this for as long as So, sir, are you back on? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, I am. Hey, no problem. I was just jibber-jabbering while you were, I was expecting you to get back on. So, <laughs> okay. well, hey, man, thank you so much for being on tonight. You know, it's just, there's just a, you know, I, I really see the tone and everything just starting to become more relaxed in the group. And, uh, you know, we've got some good people here. So I just, I just, again, want to say thank you for being a part of this. And, um, you know, feel free to, to post anything and everything you can about any uh, events, uh, any programs, you know, let's talk about your school, you know, whatever you guys want to do, the, the group is here for you. Uh, and let's definitely get uh, get another podcast scheduled with you. Cool beans, man. I, I, I appreciate this. Like I say, and thank you for having me. Uh, and, 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 yeah, I, I will more likely – I will be posting a lot of stuff up because I figure it's information. Everybody should have it. Yeah. There's no secrets. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Well, sir, thank you so much, and uh, we'll go ahead and end it for the evening, and uh, okay. we'll we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Nope. You're welcome. Take care. You too. All right. Bye-bye.